Welcome to RCCG, Jesus Worship Centre, Brisbane, Queensland. A place of God's word, power and praise. Where Christ's love reigns, champions are raised, dreams come true. Listen and God bless you. coming to church <laughs> because you know we are at a time that at the slightest provocation I mean I know the truth is that for health reasons it's good for us if we are not feeling well to stay back at home but you know it's very convenient to wake up and say hmm, I don't have a headache I don't have a cough but I'm just not feeling good I'm staying back at home you know what I mean but the Lord has pushed us out and like the psalmist, we have said, I am glad to go to the Father's house. God bless you. Welcome to your Father's house in Jesus' name. Everlasting God, I just want to give you praise and glory one more time. Lord, thank you for the opportunity to share even your word with your children this morning. It's your word. It's your word. Lord, speak to us. Lord, speak to us. And as we hear you, may we be doers and not just hearers. In Jesus' name. By the special grace of God, in this month, we have been considering the theme of faithfulness. And so we've had so many sermons this month on faithfulness, different aspects of it. And I was actually excited when our sister that led us in the workers' meeting this morning even took that theme, faithfulness. 
and uh, I was really blessed. Thank you, um, Sister Fadeke. That was awesome. And um, even as we went to pray for the opening of the service, there was a particular passage she kept mentioning, which was the Lord keeping in perfect peace, whose heart is stayed on him. And my brother Wale brought up the same passage again. And I was like, yeah, like she said, God is set to do awesome things this morning in Jesus' name. And so we will wrap up even discussing the faithfulness of God this morning. And by God's grace, even though we've heard it over and over and over again, but I just want to remind us that the word faithfulness can be defined in so many ways. You know, when we say someone is faithful to the other, what comes to our mind is that someone is, the person is loyal. Does that make sense? If you say, you know, my husband is, or it's better to say a wife is, is, when you say a wife is faithful to the husband, it means that the wife is loyal to the husband. Of course, the reverse is also the case. You know what I mean? So, if we say God is faithful to us, it means that God is very loyal to us. Brethren, we serve a God whose very nature is faithfulness. His very, very nature is faithfulness. He is so faithful that he sent his only begotten son. When you talk about faithfulness, you're talking about selflessness. It was that selflessness that made our God to send his one and only begotten son. Even to die that we may have life. Brethren, we serve a God that is faithful. We serve a God that indeed keeps promises. He is a promise keeper. We serve a God that provides for us. All of these are aspects of faithfulness. We serve a God that is compassionate. We serve a God that is compassionate. We serve a God that keeps covenants from generation to generation. And so for our test this morning, I just want us to look at the book of Matthew, chapter 25, from verse 14. Matthew 25, and I read from verse 14. We are discussing the faithfulness of God. It says, for the kingdom of heaven, I'm reading New King James Version. For the kingdom of heaven is like a man traveling to a far country, who called his own servants and delivered his goods to them. And to one he gave five talents, to another two, and to another one, to each according to his own ability. And immediately he went on a journey. Then he who had received the five talents went and traded with them and made another five talents. So that means from five, he got ten. And likewise, he who had received two gained two more also. But he who had received one went and dug in the ground and hid his Lord's money. After a long time, the Lord of those servants came and settled accounts with them. So he who had received five talents came and brought five other talents, saying, Lord, you delivered to me five talents. Look, I have gained five more talents besides them. His Lord said to him, well done, good and faithful servant. You were faithful over a few things. I will make you ruler over many things. Enter into the joy of your Lord. The Lord will say that of you today in Jesus' name. He also who had received two talents came and said, Lord, you delivered to me two talents. Look, I have gained two more talents besides them. His Lord said to him, well done, good and faithful servant. You have been faithful over a few things. I will make you ruler over many things. Enter into the joy of your Lord. Brethren, I want you to notice 
that it's exactly the same passage that was stated in verse 20 and 21 that was repeated in 22 and 23. So note that the guy who had five and brought back five was told, well done, good and faithful servant. The one who had two and brought back two was told exactly the same words. But as we go on, we see in verse 24 that there was one that had only one. And he said, Lord, I knew you to be a hard man, reaping where you have not sown. Imagine someone talking to his master like that. And gathering where you have not scattered seed. And I was afraid and went and hid your talent in the ground. May we not have such fear in Jesus' name. Look, there you have what is yours. But his Lord answered and said to him, You wicked and lazy servant, you knew that I reap where I have not sown and gather where I have not scattered seed. So you ought to have deposited my money with the bankers and at my coming I would have received back my own with interest. Therefore, take the talent from him and give it to him who has ten talents. For to everyone who has, more will be given, and he will have abundance. But from him who does not have, even what he has will be taken. And cast the unprofitable servant onto the outer darkness. There will be weeping and gnashing of teeth. Brethren, this is a passage that talks about faithfulness. But it's talking about faithfulness of man. We have already mentioned that God, by his own very nature, is faithful. But we'll be coming back to this test. Brethren, God's faithfulness is shown, like we mentioned earlier, in his sending his only begotten son. It also shows forth in his providing a seed for Abraham and Sarah at old age. If you go back to the book in Genesis where, you know, that story was told, you see that when... Sarah was told she was going to have a son. She actually laughed. But the Lord overlooked the laughter of unbelief and kept his promise. Brethren, it doesn't matter how little your faith is. Whatever it is the Lord has told you and you are laughing in unbelief, my prayer this morning is that God will overlook your laughter and keep his promise in your life in Jesus' name. Brethren, can we look at the book of Isaiah 26 verse 3? That was the passage my sister read this morning. Isaiah 26, verse 3. So maybe, Sister Fadeke, you can help us to read that. Isaiah 26, verse 3. Isaiah 26, verse 3. Oh, the light. Mm. Technical, please, could you help us to have a bit more light in church, please? Let there be light. No, three, three, three. Okay, thank you very much. My good old uh, translation says, you will keep him in perfect peace whose mind is stayed on you because he trusts in you. He will keep him in perfect peace whose mind is stayed on you Brethren, the Lord is a faithful God. 
and he will indeed give us perfect peace in Jesus' name. Psalm 25, verse 8 says, Good and upright is the Lord. Therefore, he teaches sinners in the way. The humble he guides in justice, and the humble he teaches his way. All the paths of the Lord are mercy and truth, to such as keep his covenant in his, and his testimony. Praise the Lord. Brethren, I'm repeating over and over that the very nature of God is faithfulness. But I want us to draw out, you know, that even as God is a faithful God, this nature of his is one that he expects his children to have. You know, the way we, the way we say like father, like son. You know, there are attributes of God that, you know, because he's our father, he wants us to have. I mean, we're not ever going to be omnipresent like God. We can't be, you know, omniscient, no. But God is faithful and he requires us to be faithful. And if you go to scripture, we just read in our text the beautiful story, you know, that parable that was told by Jesus himself of faithfulness. And in that parable, you can see that, you know, what made the ones that had, you know, that had results to have the beautiful result they had was diligence. You know, part of faithfulness is not just loyalty, but it's hard work, it's diligence. They did something in order to make the five to become five and get a 100% increase. They did something. They didn't just stay back. In our workplaces this year, by God's grace, we will work hard, we will be diligent, and the Lord will breathe upon the work so that we get 100% increase in Jesus' name. We will not be lazy like that unprofitable servant. The Lord will quicken us. The Lord will strengthen us. In all that we lay upon our hands to do, you know, we'll be faithful. And the one who rewards, those who diligently seek him will reward us in Jesus' name. Brethren, still talking about the faithfulness of God, and how man can also be faithful, having that same attribute. If you go to the book of Ruth, you will see a beautiful story of Naomi and her two daughters-in-law after they lost their sons. And the Bible tells us in that book of Ruth that, you know, one of the wives actually went away, but Ruth clung to her mother-in-law, Naomi. And the Bible tells us that, you know, if you read from verse 13 of the book of Ruth, chapter 1, it says, would you therefore wait till they were grown? That is um, Naomi, uh, sorry, Ru um, Naomi, yeah, speaking to her daughters-in-law. Would you therefore refrain from marrying? No, my daughters, for it is exceedingly bitter to me for your sake that the hand of the Lord has gone out against me. That is in the loss of her sons. Then they lifted up their voices and wept again. And Opa kissed her mother-in-law, but Ruth clung to her. And she said, See, your sister-in-law has gone back to her people and to her gods. Return after your sister-in-law. Can we all read that verse 16 of the book of Ruth chapter 1? But Ruth said, do not urge me to leave you or to return from following you. For where you go, I will go. And where you lodge, I will lodge. Your people shall be my people and your God, my God. Where you die, I will die. And there, I will be buried. <laughs> May the Lord do so to me and more also. If anything but death parts me from you. How many women in the house 
we are not losing our husbands in Jesus' name. But I, how many women will want to show this level of faithfulness? I mean, I'm not talking about in debt, but even in trusting. I mean, this is the height of trust. Because Ruth had no clue where Naomi was going. She didn't know the future of Naomi. But she just trusted that anyhow, anyhow, whatever this woman says, I will follow. Whatever she does, I will do. That is faithfulness. That is a woman showing faithfulness to another woman. And brethren, guess what? If you read the passage, the book of Ruth, it's a very short book. I, I suggest that we all read it when we get home. You will see that at the end of the day, by that sheer act of faithfulness, Ruth's name entered into the lineage of Jesus Christ. Praise the Lord. Brethren, the Lord we serve is a faithful God. He is so faithful that he's interested in the minutest details of our lives, like numbering the hair on our head, even as Luke 12 verse 7 says. That's how faithful he is. But he also expects us to be faithful to one another, like this kind of faithfulness that Ruth showed to Naomi. Brethren, God is a faithful God. God is a faithful God. There are so many other passages that remind us of the faithfulness of man, even to man. What about David and Jonathan? If you read through the book of 1 Samuel from chapters 9 to 23, it spans over a lot of um, chapters, you know? But if you go to 1 Samuel 23, verse 16, please, if you can help me to project that. 1 Samuel 23, from 16 to 18. 16. I'm oh, sorry. 1 Samuel 23. Are we there? And then from verse 16. Yeah. You will hear. I will just back up a bit to 14. 1 Samuel 23 from verse 14. This is David in a wilderness. David stayed in strongholds in the wilderness and remained in the mountains in the wilderness of Ziph. This was while he was running away from Saul. And the Bible says Saul sought him every day, but God did not deliver him into his hand. So David saw that Saul had come out to seek his life, and David was in the wilderness of Ziph in a forest. From verse 16, the Bible says, Then Jonathan, Saul's son, just in case you don't remember, Saul was the one chasing David that made him in the first instance to be running from one cave to the other. But the Bible is telling us that Jonathan, Saul's son, arose and went to David in the woods and strengthened his hand in God. Brethren, this was a time that there was no GPS. There was no mobile phone. So just picture how many caves that Jonathan would have been going from one to the other before he found his friend, David. And you know, when he found him, he said in verse 17, Do not fear for the hand of Saul, my father, <laughs> shall not find you. You shall be king over Israel, and I shall be next to you. <laughs> Even my father Saul knows that. Brethren, if you have a child and his father that your husband is the king. And there is one boy that is not your own child. And he is being anointed king. 
That means he's taking the place of your son. And your son of all the friends in the world decides to choose this person that is more or less taking his place. What will many of us do? Yes? Somebody said we say he's a bad child. But I know many of us will go into a fast. We will bind. We will cast. We will just, you know what I mean? We say, ah, this is the enemy closing your eyes. This boy wants to take your position and you have chosen to be his friend. But you know, I thank God for the faithfulness of Jonathan, even to David. Because at the end of the day, it paid off. You know, when much, much, much later, David was saying, is there anyone left in the house of Saul? I don't think it was because of Saul. I think it may have been because of Jonathan. Brethren, faithfulness pays. It pays to be faithful. It definitely pays to be faithful. And so, Jonathan was faithful to David. Brethren, you can be faithful even in your resources, like we saw in our test in Matthew chapter 25. You can be faithful even in relationships, like we've just seen with Ruth regarding her mother-in-law, Naomi, and even between David and Jonathan. But there are other ways you can be faithful. You can be faithful in soul winning because that's the heart cry of the master. He wants us to go out and make disciples of all men. Brethren, you can be faithful with your very life. You can be faithful. I mean, when we just say resources, resources is not always money, money, money. Resources, time. You can be faithful with your time. You can be faithful in showing love. Some of us hold love. Some of us hold even a smile. Do you know that there are some people that come to this church, not because of Pastor Aki, but because of you and you and you and you. They just feel that if they can see you in church, that's enough sermon. Do you know that there are people like that? Do you know? I remember I was once in a church and things were not good. I wasn't happy. And I just chose not to go to church. I decided to take a break. Sounds familiar, right? A lot of us take breaks. Not that God sent me to take that break. But first Sunday, I stayed at home and claimed I was praying. I'm not sure if I was praying. Second Sunday, I went to an Assemblies of God church right next to our house. After that, a sister came to visit me. She wasn't a worker. She wasn't a minister. And she came to her house and she said, I've not seen you in church for two Sundays. Is there any problem? And I said, no. She said, ah, I've been very sad. My service has not been complete because I've not seen you. Sister, do you know it's because of you I go to that church? Please don't miss church anymore. Brethren, that day I wept because I wasn't the pastor in that church. My husband was not the pastor. I wept because I felt that I was not useful in that church. There were many other things going on that I wasn't happy about. But here was somebody telling me that I was the reason she was coming to church. I have never given her a penny. But brethren, there might just be something in you. There might be a joy the Lord has put in you. It might be a peace that God has put in you. It might just be a charisma. There might just be something in you that somebody sees and sees Jesus. Somebody might just see the beauty of Jesus through you. 
And by not coming around, you are denying that person of seeing the beauty of Jesus. Can you be faithful even in coming to church? Brethren, remember that that servant that didn't have a reward, the Bible clearly said, thou lazy servant. Brethren, the Bible tells us, seest thou a man that is diligent in his ways. The Bible says that, you know, it describes so many things, you know, but amongst them is that he will, he will be with kings. That means he will go to high places. Brethren, to be faithful, you need to be diligent. Elisha was faithful to Elijah. He had to display diligence in the things that he did. Brethren, are you diligent? Our master loves diligence. And that's why you see there are so many parables that talk about talents, about sowing, and all that. Are we diligent? And when I say are we diligent, I'm not just talking about in church. Because you know what? Christianity is our way of life. So I'm talking about diligence in your workplace, in your neighborhood, you know, in the church, amongst your friends, in your extended family. You know, I have a lady on my street. Um, my children are here as witness. This lady, I'm not even sure if she believes in God. But we moved into that street. Um, and within a, 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 a few months, it was Christmas. And this lady printed paper and put on in every letterbox and said that um, it was Christmas and she thought it would be a nice idea for us to come together to her house for a street get-together. And she just said, bring something to share. Everyone brings something to share. You know, and we went that year. Of course, this lady is, you know, she's Caucasian. And so they had all their sweet things, but I came with jollof rice, and they loved it. And guess what? One year later, the same lady, the same lady, did exactly the same thing. Of course I went, but I was a bit ashamed. I was like, why couldn't me and my husband decide to be the ones to host this time around? And when I asked her, I said she really tried. You know. Anyway, what I'm just trying to say is that you can be faithful in little things. Do you know that that lady is showing so much love on that street? Do you know that if that lady has a God she's serving, there will be many people on that street that want to follow her God? Brethren, there are little ways we can show faithfulness. When we talk about faithfulness, it's not in big things. Well, thank God for big things because we need to be faithful in them. But even in the little things. Brethren, you know you can brighten the corner where you are by being faithful to people around you. Brethren, I want to challenge us today to show faithfulness. You know, we thank God for as many of us that think that our God is Father Christmas. His ministry is just give, 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 give. But guess what? The Bible says he's a rewarder of them that diligently seek him. Even in seeking him, are you faithful? In seeking God, are you faithful? And I've talked about going to church, but when I'm talking about seeking God, I'm not, I'm not talking about church. I'm talking about, you know, seeking God. Are you a Christian in your closet? Or are you only a Christian in church? How is your quiet time? How is your personal work with your master? Are you diligently seeking him? By studying his word, by praying, by fasting, you know, by loving those around him. Brethren, by loving people around God, people that God has created, 
you are showing faithfulness to God. Because what you are saying in faithfulness is, I love you, so I'm doing what you love. And you know that God loves man and expects us to love man. Brethren, why don't we love? Can we not be faithful in loving? Brethren, can we not be faithful in loving? Can we be faithful in keeping the commandments of God? Psalm 25 from 8 to 10 says, Good and upright is the Lord. Therefore, he instructs sinners in the way. He leads the humble in what is right and teaches the humble the way, his way. All the past of the Lord are steadfast love and faithfulness for those who keep his commandments. Faithfulness for those who keep his commandments. The Lord will allow the sun and moon to shine on everyone. The rain will fall on everyone. But guess what? The Bible says, you know, steadfast love and faithfulness for those who keep his commandments. Brethren, Psalm 111 tells us the works of his hands are faithful and just. All his precepts are trustworthy. They are established forever and ever to be performed with faithfulness and uprightness. Brethren, one thing about faithfulness is that it's not something you do one of. Faithfulness is constant. When you say someone has your back, the person is faithful to you. It means that in the meantime, I wake up this person, I know how the person reacts to me. In one week or one month, you know, faithfulness is not something, it's not one-off. It's something that is consistent, it's steadfast. Just like the mercies of the Lord towards us are new every morning and steadfast, constant, continuous. Brethren, can anyone count on you continually, consistently, constantly? Or are you there to be... So, you know, are you reliable today but not reliable tomorrow? Brethren, how faithful are you? How faithful are you? How faithful are you to your master? Brethren, are you someone that can be relied upon? Do you cheat at work? Do you cheat your spouse? I'm sure some people are like, oh, you're in the house of God. Hello. Brethren, are you firm? In the things that you do. Are you patient? Even with members of the household of faith. And I dare say others as well. Brethren, the Lord expects faithfulness of us. It, he expects faithfulness of us. Brethren, the Lord expects faithfulness of us. And there are rewards for faithfulness. We saw that one of the rewards of the faithfulness was shown in getting 100% from our test. We saw that another reward was or is protection. The Lord, you know, is the one that divinely protects us. If you are faithful to him, because his word is clear, and I've said it and I've repeated it, and I'm repeating it again, that he will keep in perfect peace whose heart is stayed on him, stayed on him. Continuously, if you are faithful to him, holding on to him, loyal to him, if he can rely on you, if he can depend on you, he will give you perfect peace. So for sure, perfect peace is a reward of faithfulness. The Lord in his faithfulness will not leave you. He will not abandon you. Brethren, the Lord will help you to be an achiever, an overcomer. 
The Lord, in his faithfulness, will keep all of his promises towards you. We've just had this year, in the beginning of the year, a lot of prophecies. Do you know that those prophecies will come true for some, but it will not come true for others? And I'm, this is not a cause. By God's bless, I, I bless, I don't curse. But the question you ask yourself is, how come at the beginning of every year, prophecies are released? Some key into it, some don't. Brethren, how faithful are you? If you are faithful to God, those prophecies will come true for you. In Jesus' name. Brethren, our God is faithful in provision. As we see in Philippians 4.19. He's faithful even in giving us comfort. In giving us peace, like we've mentioned. He's faithful even in strengthening us. 2 Corinthians 12 verse 9 says, He said to me, my grace is sufficient to you. For my power is made manifest in weakness. Brethren, the Lord is in the house to show us faithfulness. But my question to us this morning is, how faithful are you in the things the Lord has placed in your hands? Who have you ever told in your life, where you go, I will go? Who have you been a Jonathan to? Who have you been showing who have you been an Elisha? Is there any Elijah you've been an Elisha to? Brethren, with your talents, even in this church, how faithful have you been? I want us to rise up to begin to pray. By God's grace, we will be heard, we will not be tailed. Please rest, rise up and pray. Go ahead and pray. That all the promises of God in scripture over your life, he will fulfill. But the prayer right now is, God, make me faithful. God, make me faithful. God, make me faithful. Brethren, I want you to pray. As you are praying that God should make you someone that is reliable, somebody that is dependable, someone that people can trust, someone that people can ask to do things and go and sleep. I want you to pray that God will help you, that in every way you have not been reliable, you have not been a faithful person that there will be a change today. Brethren, I want you to pray. Pray to God and say, Father, help me to be dependable. Help me to be reliable with my resources. Resources includes money. It includes time. includes love. includes material things, physical things. Pray and say, Father, help me to be faithful to people around me. Brethren, pray that God will help you to be faithful to the household of faith. Brethren, I want you to pray. Pray for yourself. Pray. Pray that in every way that you've been lazy, so that you not be like that servant that was given one talent. Pray that from today you will begin to be faithful and diligent and not lazy. Brethren, open your mouth and pray for yourself. And say, Father, I know you are faithful. But God, help me that from today I will be faithful. Lord, help me to be faithful to you in studying my word, in seeking you on a higher level. This year, Lord, I will seek you on a higher level. Brethren, pray and say, Father, this year more than ever before in my life, I'll be faithful to you. And finally, pray and say, Father, the grace for me to be faithful grant unto me this morning. Lord, and I pray that for myself. In every way I've been slothful in the things you've laid upon my heart to do especially in the household of faith. Lord, this morning I 
I, I come before you and say, Father, have mercy. Forgive me. Give me a new leave. Give me a new chance. I repent, Lord, of every unfaithfulness to you and your people. From today, Lord, help me to be faithful. In Jesus' mighty name. God bless you, church. Please be seated. Have you been impacted by this message? Please share your experience with the pastor of the church, either via email, info at rccgjesusworshipcenter.org.au or please call plus 614 662 580.